Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 190. Uh, 10 away from 200. It's exciting, crazy, absolutely like, wow, we just did episode 100, how we are almost at episode 200. Um, today is Monday. I'm sorry, adjusting in my chair. Um, I was like sliding off. Today is Monday, March 6th, um, 2023. Again, I can't believe that we're in March as well. We're almost at 200 and we're already in March. It's wild. That's we're, we're, we're cruising. Um, and we got a bunch of episodes. I'm sure some of you haven't listened to them all. So that'd be a great way. Also fun fact, the first 28 episodes uh, are nowhere else other than on our podcast platforms, because we originally started on the Elijah streams, YouTube, and then the overlords at YouTube decided to, to, to cancel Elijah streams on YouTube, along with those first 28 episodes of Elijah fire. So if you want to go back and uh, see how far we've improved, uh, you can, you can give those a listen. Um, and then also Robbie Dawkins is in those first 28 episodes. So fantastic. Uh, which we're trying to get him back on. He's a busy guy. Uh, and they just got back to us today, which is exciting. So we're going to be getting Robbie Dawkins back on the show, hopefully soon, uh, which is exciting. So um, also, I wanted to let you guys know that we are starting a, we concluded the Bible 101 series on Friday, this Wednesday, which is March 8th. We are going to be starting a new series. Whoa! It's only going to be a two-parter. It's our first only two-parter. Uh, but it's with um, Mike Thompson, actually. I mean, a lot of you guys who listen to Elijah streams or watch Elijah streams, you are very aware of Mike Thompson. But it was kind of a fun thing that happened where in the middle of an episode, I think it was Chris Elisha's episode, if I'm not mistaken, in the middle of it, the Holy Spirit wouldn't leave me alone. Like literally, I was like trying to listen to her and he was like, Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff. And I was like, yes, what? And And he was like, I want you to bring on Mike Thompson. I'm like, okay, got it. And he's like, Jeff, bring on Mike Thompson. He has something important to share. And I was like, he just would not stop. And I was like, okay, I got it. And I like wrote it down. I was like, I wrote it down. We're good. I'm going to reach out to him. Um, and so it's always kind of fun when God does stuff like that, where he's just like, hey, hey, hey. Um, so it was kind of cool because it was just, I heard the Lord say, he has something very important to share about a multi-generational message. And I was like, okay, cool. That's awesome. And so then I wrote, or I caught, got on that, got on the horn with Mike Thompson. And I was like, Mike, let me just tell you what, what happened. I really feel like you have a message, a multi-generational message to share. He goes, you know, it's really interesting that you say that because the past couple of weeks, the Lord has been calling me into just a quiet place of prayer. And he's been speaking to me about a multi-generational message. Come on. So I love it when you get that kind of immediate confirmation. Um, so yeah, so that's going to start this Wednesday, part one of two, and then next Wednesday, part two of two, uh, with Mike Thompson and we might get his wife CK as well, which would be amazing. Uh, cause she's great. So, but we'll see Mike Thompson for sure. Uh, starting this Wednesday, uh, part one of two. So we'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. We just got his notes. So we're kind of compiling over those. We will be talking about third heaven authority, which is so important right now. But I'm sure there's going to be a couple of other little things peppered in there as well. And then also I'm the king of bunny trails. So we will go down a couple of bunny slash rabbit trails uh, during the episode as well. So um, more on that to follow. But today we've got 
uh, an amazing guest. Um, she's been on the show several times. She did a series with us about family. Uh, and my sister uh, hosted that episode. So go check that out in YouTube under the playlist tab. You'll see Kitchen Table Kingdom. Um, we did, I think, five. We did four. And then we did a bonus episode. So five, five total. Uh, but she's a pr gifted prophetic teacher, gifted author, children's minister. Um, and she's also really just, if there's anyone, if I could think of that, I know personally who, uh, you know, if you look at the different, the seven mountains of society family being one of them, if, if I could think of a couple of people who I would be like, absolutely. And they are like absolute experts in this field. She's on that short list every single time she's fostered 19 children um, in the foster system. And she's adopted three of those children. So really knows what she's talking about. Um, so we're going to be talking about that and a bunch of other great stuff. So let's give it up for my guest today, Harmony Klingenmeyer. Harmony. Yay. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, friend. Yeah. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've been like busy. You've been doing stuff. You just got back from Ohio, correct? Was it Ohio? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Krista, Krista Elisha's uh, conference. Was it uh, the Arise conference that, that she yes. does? It's okay. our Arise Women Summit. And it was so awesome so many yeah. healings restorations marriages were restored physical healings um one woman i ministered to was kind of a covert operation at first and then god brought it to the surface so i was just standing at one of the booths looking at some of the anointing oils and another woman was praying for a woman and the lord told me that she had an issue with her kidney and i have no need um for people to see uh, what I do <laughs> with Jesus. So I just did this covert thing where I like reached out my hand because I didn't touch her at all. I just reached no. out my hand and I couldn't see who the woman was um, <clears throat> from behind. And I just put my hand toward her kidney and then just released the healing anointing of God over her kidneys. And then I tried to sneak away. Well, I didn't see, but she turned around right as I was sneaking away. And she said, Harmony, and she stopped me in my tracks. Now, she didn't know at that point that I had been praying for her. Yeah. She just saw me and stopped me. And she said, um, she began to, to tell me how a prophetic word I had given her at the very first Arise Women's Summit had totally rearranged her life, had brought massive healing to her family, to her physical body, to her emotional, psychological health. And I was crying. But in the middle of the crying, I was like, do you have an issue with your kidneys? <laughs> and she was, she just stopped in her tracks and her eyes got real big. And she said, I haven't told anybody this, but I was diagnosed with lupus. And they said, I have, um, it's impacted my kidneys and my kidney function has gone down. Wow. And I said, I was standing over there watching you be prayed by prayed for by somebody else. And I heard the Lord say kidneys. And I believe right now, this word of knowledge is your sign and wonder that God is restoring your kidneys right now as we speak. So we're waiting on the, uh, you know, the testimony of her doctor, the doctor's report, but we're believing that her kidneys are yeah. completely restored in Jesus name. Come on. 
And you know what? If there's anybody listening to this right now and you're like, oh man, I, I have issues with my kidneys or I know somebody who has issues with their kidneys. Right now, I just release the mm. healing anointing over your um, the, the parts of your body that bring purification. So your liver right now, your kidneys, your spleen. Right now, I just speak healing over your bodies in the name of Jesus. The same healing power, the spirit that raised Christ from the dead and the spirit that healed this amazing woman at the conference is present right now to heal your body in mm. Jesus name. Come on. So it was a great time. Yeah. Well, it sounds great. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So do you guys have like a set? Do you know if you have a set schedule or is it just whenever Krista feels the prompting to do an Arise Women's Summit? Because I know you guys have done a couple of them. So we don't have a set schedule. We do. We get together. We pray. We intercede, um, and we, you know, we discuss. Usually, Crystalisha brings a, a location that she's feeling in her spirit. We pray over it and get confirmation, and then we we talk to the locations and set dates and so forth. But it's a flow. It's just yeah. a beautiful Holy Spirit flow. Whatever He's doing, wherever He's doing it. And I know that there's some in the works right now. So I'm very excited about what's coming up. And I would say that um, this is a move of God. If any of my um, Arise Women Summit ladies are on here right now or the gentlemen that come with them, we will tell you that God is moving. God mm -hmm. is, this has exploded. We were at capacity. We had more people sign up than we had room for. Wow. God was just breaking out and the, the supernatural the power of the, the Holy Spirit. And I would also say really rich, edifying teaching and revelation is coming out of this movement. So mm, it's wow. really exciting. Wow. I just plan to come to the next one. <laughs> yeah, everybody. And yeah. honestly, you, Genevieve Skidmore is there a lot. Um, and mm -hmm. then obviously Krista and there's a bunch of other people. You guys are always so great at promoting it too. You're throwing it up on your, your Instagrams or whatever. Um, so it'll be really easy to to find. So oh, yeah. I almost went to the call. I think you guys did one in Colorado mm -hmm. to like help out. Uh, and my wife and I almost went to it, but we just couldn't, couldn't, it couldn't work. Couldn't make it work. But one of these days the, I'll, help lift chairs. I'll help lift chairs gladly. So, well, it's, it's actually part of my words. So I don't want to jump into it yet, but God is doing something specific through the arise women's summit in men. So we're we're going to discuss that here in a moment. Okay, well, I'm going to let you take it away, Harmony, right as you take a drink of whatever you're drinking. <laughs> Water. Okay. Uh, mine's coffee. So uh, I I was one of those days where I needed like a, I needed a, a coffee right before a large fire. So, all right. So you, the first point in here, you can go wherever you want, but I saw that you have a note about family revival. And I was like, what is that? I got to know. Yes. Okay, well, family revival to me is really the birthplace of all revival. Mm -hmm. The Lord spoke to me and he said, there is no revival unless the family is revived. Yeah. So there you go. Let's just start right there. What does it mean to have the family revived? The very first thing I would say is that the family is the focus. The family comes back to the center of what God is doing in the earth. This is the birthplace of all revival. And as we know here on Elijah Fire and in our personal ministries and Arise Women's Summit and everything that God's doing across the nation, it's 
all about family. It's about the restoration of marriages, um, about God establishing, reestablishing what marriage really is in the United States. And then the restoration of fathers to their sons and sons to their fathers. And that includes when I say fathers to sons and sons to fathers, I am including mothers and daughters as well. There's the turning of the hearts of the parents to the hearts of the children and the turning of the hearts of the children to the hearts of the parents. And why do I know that this is what God is doing more than having experienced it in my own life? How many of you believe that Jesus is coming back soon? I believe it. I believe it. I believe that we are preparing the bride, as Jeremiah Johnson says, for the return of her bridegroom. And, you know, before the coming of the great and notable day of the Lord, the spirit of Elijah is released into the earth. And uh, a mighty men and women of God have been talking a lot about this. Krista Smith preached a whole message about this at the Momentum Conference called The Wild Ones, the spirit of John the Baptist being released in the earth. But we know from the very last book, and I didn't know I was going to go here today, but the Lord is just leading me. (laughs) uh, The very last book of the Old Testament, which is Malachi. Let's jump into it. The very last chapter of the Old Testament. You guys have your Bibles? Oh, yeah. You know, if Harmony's on the scene, we're going to be cracking our Bibles. Come on. So we look here and starting in uh, verse five of Malachi chapter four, it says, look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. Now, we see the spirit demonstrated in the prophet John the Baptist, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus comes on the scene, but before Jesus comes, John came first, preparing the way of the Lord, calling his people to repentance. But what is the most important thing that the spirit of Elijah does in the earth? Now, there's a lot of amazing message, um, powerful messages that John the Baptist brought, the most important being repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And yet, what does Malachi say? Family reconciliation. Yes! Yes! Come on! The heart of God and the message of the Messiah is that the family will be restored. Mm. Do you guys believe that? I believe this. Come on. So really quick, Harmony, uh, just because it's right on the forefront of my my brain, um, is I 100% believe this. But what I have seen also is some families, and they could be have spirit filled Christians in them, but some families have literally like, like if you had like sawdust in your hand and went, and that's the family you went like that. Like some families literally look like they just went to like the far reaches of like the galaxy. So I don't know if you have any insight into, into that, that maybe there are certain sins that have been exposed that needed to be exposed. And as a result, that's caused that, but that God's heart his desire his plan is to reconcile those pieces Come of on. the family back together so i would love to see if you have any insight into that you can talk about it now 
or you can talk about it after anything else you were going to talk about. Well, I was, I was actually um, reminded, the Lord was reminding me as you were speaking of one of the parables of Jesus and somebody who has the time to look it up can put it in the comments for us. It is the um, parable of the wheat and the tares. And the story goes like this. There was a master who owned land and he sowed his fields with good quality seed. And during the night, while everyone slept, a, a, a bandit, a badden, came and sowed weeds, tares are what they're called in the scripture, in the same field that um, these good seeds had been sown in the morning. Ah, let's hear. Where is it? Where is it? Matt, well, actually, it's illumination beat me to it, but I didn't see it until now. Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 through 30. Come on. I just opened right to it. Boom. So let's let's just read it straight from the word together. Yeah. You know how much I love to do that. Yeah. So at that time, after the anguish of those days, oh, maybe I'm looking in the wrong spot. Chapter 13. Chapter 13. Oh, I'm in Mark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back to Matthew. <laughs> like that's a totally different prophecy yeah. there. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Okay. Here is another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. I love that I said the words good seed, and that's what it has in this version. I'm reading from the NLT, by the way. <laughs> but that night as the workers slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, sir, the field where you planted that good seed is full of weeds. Ouch. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Should we pull up the weeds, they asked? No, he replied. You'll uproot the wheat if you do. Let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds, tie them in bundles and burn them, and to put the wheat in the barn. Now, what is the message of this? At the same time that God is doing a great work in the earth, the enemy is also working. And these two harvests are growing simultaneously. And I, I always like to give a credit to the people who preach these words first. So this word is from Patty Amston, a, a national prophet. And she said, as we approach the end of days, we will see an increase, exponential increase of restoration and healing and, and the glory of God being seen in the earth. And at the same time, we will see an upramp of wickedness and vulgarity and destruction and perversity in the earth. In fact, the enemy will begin to double down on his strategies and he will begin to show us his cards. Why? Because he's scared. Because he knows the end is near and the Lord is about to clear the field and separate the tares from the wheat. So friends, you might be seeing this in your families right now, like Josh is saying. There's division, great division. There's a breaking up. And we know the scripture even says, Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. Yeah. And I will separate fathers from sons, mothers from daughters, mother-in-laws from daughter-in-laws, etc. Why? Because the gospel is a great drawer of a line in the sand. <laughs> and you have to choose a side. 
And a lot of times that line goes right down the middle of families. Hello, has anybody ever, ever experienced that? I'm actually experiencing that somewhat um, with some of my family members. Yeah. And it's very painful. It hurts my heart every day. And I, I pray, I intercede for them. And I'm very blessed in my parents to have godly, loving parents. But all of us have these issues in our, in our families and we feel cut off from them. What you need to know is, first of all, the Lord has given you authority in the spirit realm. You know, you may be the highest ranked spiritual officer in your family, which means you're the one who's been given the authority to prophesy something different, to reseed the ground of your family and of your generational lines. So don't just settle for the brokenness, okay, friends? Like, let's really get off our tushies. Let's get off our rear ends and do some serious prophesying in this hour. Yeah, come on. There's a lot of influence from the second heavens, and we're just kind of putting up with it. Anybody sick of that? Majorly. Anybody, right? Anybody sick of feeling exhausted, feeling feeling like you're 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 fighting the same battle over and over and over again, and you're like, how am I going to get freedom? That was me with pornography for 20 years of my life. And I'm standing here today in the fear of God saying, I've been free for six years. Praise the Lord. Um, and, and yet many of us are still in that place of mm-hmm. heavy second heaven influence in our homes. And Papa's actually here today saying, I, I'm inviting you to the third heaven. I'm mm-hmm. inviting you to come and sit with me in heavenly places I will reveal to you the strategies that you are called to prophesy and you will open your mouth with authority and you will break the power of principalities first off your own heart, then off your marriage and children, and then off your family. Mm. So let's not settle for what the enemy is doing. Yeah. Come on. Even right. Even while we're aware it's what happens. We don't have to sit back and let it go on without any interruption. We are called to prophesy. Yeah. Okay. So Harmony, really quick, you said you are an authority in your home. Some of you are an authority in your home or all of you. Um, How does that look? Okay. So I'll kick you a scenario. And I know there's somebody watching that this, this does apply to Come on. where their son is grown. He's in his Mm thirties. And he's battled a couple of addictions his whole life and fully committed to living a homosexual lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as a result, has progressively, there have been measurable changes in his life for, mm-hmm. the, for the worse. Yeah. Um, and how would it look as, as her being a mom, you know, who's, you know, her son is an adult, but she's still a, a covering as a, a head of that household, right? Her and her husband, how can they operate in that authority? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know this applies to some other people who are listening to this as well. So I think it's a really good one. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it is a really great example. So there's so many things that we have authority over. Do we have authority over an adult person's will? No, no. but everything else Literally everything else is under our purview. Do you know that the very newest little baby Christian outranks Satan? 
in the like in the hierarchy of spiritual authority. Even the one that just came out of the spiritual womb has more authority than Satan himself. So, friends, the enemy would like you to think, right? You don't have any authority. He does that. He comes in with the spirit of intimidation and he says, Oh, that's, you know, that's too, that's too big, or there'll be retaliation or this or that or the other. Okay. Yes, there will be retaliation. That's just the, that's just normal. The enemy's like, yeah, I'm coming for you. But the truth is nothing can touch you. Nothing can touch you. Papa God is so, um, his angels and his presence, his love and his goodness surrounds his children. And there's authority when we believe it. When we yield our authority to intimidation, to fear, to, to generational curses and brokenness, that's when you see the enemy touching Christian families. Yeah. It's when we even ignorantly, friends, hello, I've been there so many times. I was ignorantly giving up my authority to the enemy. And today is the day, friends, today is the day when you arise, when you awaken in the spirit realm and you're like, oh, oh, actually, all those things are beneath me. Oh, I'm actually in the third heaven right now. Oh, okay. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready for battle. So addiction, first of all, Let's go back. Anything in your generational line, let's say, um, you know, your dad, your grandpa, your gra- your great grandpa, they all dealt with addiction or they all let's say this is one I just feel like is coming up in my spirit now. Infidelity. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's been sexual sin generation after generation after generation back in your generational lines. And it's actually like a marker of your family. Like people talk about, oh yeah, he's just, they're just, that family's full of wolves and they're just always running after women. They're chasing skirt and so forth, right? So it's become a marker of your generational line. You have full authority over those things. And Papa would like to bring healing in your inner person to those wounds. Because one thing I've learned dealing with, you know, and it's been a great honor to raise 19 children, to pour into biological moms. One thing I recognize is wounds reveal the covenants. So when, when I'm hurt, when I've been abused, when I've been neglected, when I've been um, violated, when I've, when I've been rejected or abandoned, that's when the covenant comes in. That's when the spirit comes and says, you know, the only thing that's going to take away this pain is this substance, is this alcohol or is this drug, this marijuana, right? The only thing that's going to help this is another person to sleep with. The only way you're going to feel loved is if you give away your body to another person. Mm. Hello. So the wound is the open door. And Abba, right now, in this moment, he's wrapping his arms around people. He's wrapping his arms around people's hearts right now. And he's saying, daughter and son, listen to me. I love you. You are precious. And I see him opening a jar of oil and pouring it over the wound of abuse, pouring it over the wound of abandonment, pouring it over the wound of rejection that you have self-medicated that has caused you to come into agreement with these generational curses. And you may be 
you know, you're maybe 56 years old and now you're seeing it in your children and you're like, oh my goodness, what happened? I wanted to break this in me, but I, I didn't, I didn't really deal with it in myself. And now it's cropping up in my kids and I don't know what to do. Friends, you get to start with you mm. by allowing Papa to come and heal your wounds. And then from a place of healing, you can break your agreement with those spirits. You can break your agreement with generational curses and you can begin to deal with the, 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 um, the consequences, like the fact that it's had an influence on your kids. You can repent of that from a healed place, not from a performance place, not from a place of, oh, I have to do this to be loved. No, friends, you are loved. And because you are loved, you are seated in heavenly places. And because you're seated there, you can begin to break your covenants and bring healing to your children and to your generational line. Mm, wow. Yes. Come on. So I, that, yeah. there's hope, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There is. So, so just to kind of reiterate, um, Obviously, you you don't have any authority over the will of a full-grown adult man in this case, yep. but you do with everything else. So you can start if there are areas that you need to come at a disagreement with. And yes. th these could be lies. These could be, yes. right? And, and maybe yes. they could even be lies that you notice were a common thread within your, your mom's generation, yep. your dad's generation, yep. and his dad's generation. Yes. Um, and you can renounce those. Yes. Correct. Yes. Um, so can you maybe sorry to completely derail everything else that you're, that you know, you're planning, but I think this is really important. Can you just lead people maybe through a prayer right now? Cause there's some people that are like, I can't wait. Like I'm distracted. That's all I can think about. Come so on. I would love to just like, Hey, let's just, hmm, let's just chop that at the root right now. Come on. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. So the first thing I want you to do is identify the, the wound and the lie. So, for example, each one of you that's listening to me right now, you a memory will begin to surface in you of, of, a, of a hurt, of a time when you were abused, or maybe you were molested, maybe you were rejected by a parent. I, I had one friend share with me, her mom dropped her off at daycare when she was a little girl and she intensely felt rejected and abandoned. Now, did that mama actually reject and abandon her baby girl? No, but in that moment of wounding, the spirit of rejection and abandonment came and offered that child false comfort. It began to lie to the child and say, you're rejected. You're abandoned. Mama's not coming back for you. You're all alone. You don't know anyone. You're not safe. And the little child's brain begins to say, I'm alone. I'm, I'm unsafe. I, Mama doesn't love me. She left me here with strangers. And in that moment of agreement, that is where the covenant was formed. So I want each one of you to let the memory come to the surface. For each one of us, it's different, okay? Let the memory come to the surface. Maybe you write it down, right? Just like my friend did. You just write that down. This was the memory. And then identify what lies were told to you in that moment. So for, for, for example, with my friend, uh, you are abandoned. 
mama will never come back for you. You're all alone. You're not safe. You're not loved. You begin to identify the lies. And as you write those down, what's revealed to you is what familiar spirit it is that's talking. Okay. The lies show you who's talking. In this case, it was the spirits of rejection and abandonment. And then because we're adults, we're big kids now. Okay. We have to take responsibility for the fact that we did come into agreement with those things. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times we need to know first, pop actually comes into the memory and meets us with love. He comes in with his intimate heart. He encounters us in the moment of pain so that we know that we were lied to and that we are a treasure to him. And then from that place of knowing we are loved, we begin to repent and then break our covenant. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer and you're going to put your, the spirit that you have been submitting to into that place. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go after the one that most often comes against me. Okay. okay. So here we go. Yeah. Heavenly father. And, and Jeff, why don't we do this? I'll, I'll say it. And then you echo and everybody can echo with Jeff. Okay. Then we'll know how much space people need. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Sounds good. heavenly father, heavenly father, I ask your forgiveness. I ask your forgiveness. For partnering with the spirit of abandonment. For partnering with the spirit of abandonment. I know I'm not abandoned. I know I'm not abandoned. Right now I receive your love. Right now I receive your love. And with your love. And with your love. I receive the truth. I receive the truth. That I am your treasured child. That I am your treasured child. You are always with me. You are always with me. You never leave me or forsake me. You never leave me or forsake me. You know me by name. You know me by name. Your eyes are always on me. Your eyes are always on me. I receive your love, Father. I receive your love, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, what's happened is we've done a thing called switching allegiances. So at first we were under the influence of the second heaven. We were bent over under the spirit of abandonment. And that was having influence and impact on our lives. And it was infiltrating our thoughts and it was building its stronghold thought by thought, brick by brick. Mm -hmm. But what happened when we repented is we switched allegiances. So instead of being under the influence of the second heaven, we have come above it into the third heaven and reestablished, realigned ourselves with heaven's authority. Mm. Now, the thing is, that's the first place. That's the first spot. But the stronghold still exists. It was built all out of all those thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Ew. Like every thought is like a brick, friends. So I've built this massive, nasty black castle in my emotions, okay? And but now I'm not inside the castle anymore. I've switched allegiances. I'm up here in the third heavens with my Papa God. Now, from this position, the first thing you have to do is evict the strong man from the castle. You have to get rid of the the leading familiar spirit who has uh, built this stronghold in your emotions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so also very easy. This is what you do, and I'll, I'll just have Jeff echo me again. You yep. guys, whatever spirit 
whatever familiar spirit the Lord has revealed to you. Okay. And we're going to do abandonment. So you say, I see you spirit of abandonment. I see you spirit of abandonment. And I do not partner with you. And I do not partner with you. I renounce you. I renounce you. I end all my agreements with you. I end all my agreements with you. In my mind, will, and emotions. In my mind, will, and emotions. I seize back the territory. I seize back the territory. You've been holding. You've been holding. In my um, soul. In my soul. And I return to you. And I return to you. Everything that belongs to you. Everything that belongs to you. Every curse. Every curse. Every lie. Every lie. Every fruit. Every fruit. Of death in my life. Of death in my life. I return it to you. I return it to you. And I take back. And I take back. Everything that belongs to me. Everything that belongs to me. Generational blessing. Generational blessing. Freedom. Freedom. Joy. Joy. The fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I command you. I command you. Spirit of abandonment. Spirit of abandonment. Go to the feet of Jesus. Go to the feet of Jesus. To receive final judgment. To receive final judgment. For your crimes against me. For your crimes against me. And there's just a couple of little things we do at the end. So first of all, we're going to end any tracer tracking because the enemy will go. He has to go to the feet of Jesus, but mm -hmm. on his way, he will send his friends back. Okay. Yep. He'll send other familiar spirits of yep. abandonment. And Jesus and then, talks about that. This is biblical, everybody. It is. Yeah. Yes. He said, if you don't fill it with something, it's going to come back with 10 of its friends. I'm not even going to allow it because I don't send them to the dry places. I don't do any of that nonsense. I send it right to Jesus so it can be bound and thrown into the to to hell. Okay. Yeah. So, so, but it can send its friends. So this is what we say in Jesus name. In Jesus name. I end every trace or track. I end every trace or track. That has been placed on me by been, demonic spirits. That has been placed on me by demonic spirits. You may not come back. You may not come back. Or send your friends. Or send your friends. I am invisible to you. I am invisible to you. We have nothing in common. We have nothing in common. And Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit. I invite you. I invite you. To fill every place. To fill every place. In my mind, will, and emotions. In my mind, will, and emotions. Where abandonment has been. Where abandonment has been. Fill me up. Fill me up. With your power, Holy Spirit. With your power, Holy Spirit. Purify my thinking. Purify my thinking. Purify my emotions. Purify my emotions. I give you access, Holy Spirit. I give you access, Holy Spirit. Tear down every stronghold. Tear down every stronghold. Every lie. Every lie. That I have believed. That I have believed. Tear it down right now. Tear it down right now. And replace it with your truth. And replace it with your truth. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, amen. Then, friends, this is this is what you're going to do. You're going to build a place that's not uh, conducive to demons. 
you're going to transform your thinking into a place where demons, they don't want to be there. Yeah, this is demon repellent right here, guys. Yes! Our weapons of warfare are not of this world. Come on. But they are mighty in God for the overthrowing and destruction of every stronghold. We are taking every thought captive, making it submit to the obedience of Christ. We're holding it at sword point. But if you don't know what God says about you, friends, you're going to find yourself rebuilding that nasty black stronghold. Yep. You must begin to replace every lie with truth. Fill your mind and your home and the music you listen to with scripture, Mm. with the word of the Lord. And then you'll experience lasting freedom. Mm. That's what has happened to me in this area of sexual sin and sexual purity. Papa helped me rebuild a space in my life where demons, they, they don't, they don't want to be there because it's, it's too clean for them. They don't have anything in common with my sexuality now because it reflects the love of Papa God. So you can do the same. I want you to purposefully build for yourself a stronghold of truth. The scripture says, for you have been a shelter to me, a high tower, Lord, against the enemy. And when my heart is overwhelmed, you lead me to the rock that is higher than I. This is it right here. Yeah. And there's another verse that comes to mind, Ephesians chapter two, verse six, which says, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So something that I do, which is, that's an amazing verse, you guys, write that, write those down. The one that Harmony did, the one that I did, Ephesians two, chapter six, it is anytime that I've found myself in a place of just being overwhelmed by you know, thoughts or emotions that I know aren't mine. Just realizing like for a long time I had operated. The truth is that we're seated with him in heavenly places. Mm. Colossians three, I quote it all the time. We're hidden with Christ in God. Where is Christ? He's seated at the right hand of the father. That's where we are. That's the place where we should operate from. And so we need better revelation of that. If, if you're finding yourself lost in that. But one thing I found myself doing is acting. I imagine myself on this platform that's super high up like floating, like, like mm-hmm. a, like an airship or something where I'm like, I'm looking over the balcony and yet my in my mind, I'm acting as if I'm still on the ground and there's all these enemies down below and being ravaged where I'm seated up there untouched, yes. like untouchable way up there. Yes. But my mind, I was still in this place of acting as if I was on the ground being yeah. ravaged by the enemy and realizing like, hold on a minute. <laughs> The lie is that we're stuck down there. But if you said yes to Christ and you've allowed him to come into your life, you're seated with him in heavenly places. Yes. And so some of you need a better revelation of that. Because yeah. see, this is all connected. What Harmony is talking about, what I'm talking about, it's all connected with family, yeah. personal identity. Because if you if you aren't in a good place here, and that's what I loved about your Kitchen Table Kingdom series, is you talked a lot about this, about us. And that if we allow ourselves to operate for a healthy identity, we can then uh, teach that to our kids. We can then uh, create a healthy family environment. And that's what I loved about your series is that it's not just for people that are parents. There's so much involved. It's so great. So, well, and this is such a great jumping off point. I did want to give the scripture that I just quoted. It's from Psalm 61. 
Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the ends of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. I, it's so interesting that we're talking right now about, we're really talking about self-deliverance, friends. Yeah. What we just did was deliverance. You may think deliverance has to be a, a show. It has to be fancy or it has to be done by an apostle or a prophet or an evangelist. Uh, the truth is that the best deliverance is the one that you walk through with Papa God on your own. And you teach others to do the same. Deliverance becomes messy when the person doesn't really want to be delivered. Mm. So the, this is the reason why, like, for example, Catherine Crick or other um, deliverance ministers, they'll command the demons to be silent and then they'll have the person speak. And what do they have the person say? I repent and renounce. Just what we just did here on this show that some of you chose to do in your homes right now, you, with Papa God's help, with the power of the Holy Spirit, brought deliverance to yourself. And that is exactly what Papa God would like for you every single day, okay? This is just another demonstration of your spiritual authority. You are going to bring deliverance and inner healing to your own home, to your own marriage, to your own children, okay? You can begin today with the Lord to identify the open doors in your home's environment and atmosphere. You can begin to say, okay, Lord, I've opened a door to sexual perversion, or I've opened a door to strife or to divorce. I've opened the door to rebellion. I see the fruit of it in my children's life and in my marriage. I repent. I switch allegiances right now in Jesus' name, and I receive what you're saying about me, Papa God. So the just, just so you have the steps, it's really simple. It's just repent, renounce, and replace. However, there's some things you can add in that make it a little bit, just brings a little bit more power and a little bit more peace to your deliverance. So repent and receive Papa God's word over your life. So you repent from the lies you believe and from having an allegiance to the enemy, and then you receive the word of the living God. Okay. Then you renounce the enemy. You retake the ground. <laughs> Anything he's stolen from you, you're going to take it back. Then you're going to replace with the Holy Spirit and end any trace or track in the spirit realm. So it's like five steps. And if you will do this with Papa God in your own home, Oh my goodness, you're going to feel so strong and mighty in the spirit realm. And when your children begin to show some, some agreements, when they begin to manifest agreements with different things, you know what you'll be able to do? You'll be able to say, either I open the door to this. And first of all, my son, my daughter, I want to ask your forgiveness. 
for partnering with this attitude myself, mm. for walking in rebellion myself, for wanting to watch trash on TV myself. I own it. And I ask your forgiveness. And now would you like to end your agreement with this spirit that is bothering you, tormenting you right now? Would you like freedom? And then you get to be the one who walks your child through inner healing and deliverance. Yeah. And so just like Jeff says, it does, it has everything to do with the family mm -hmm. because God didn't intend for us to go to the church building and get, and get all our stuff sorted out. It's true. That's not, it's not true friends. Yeah. The reason we have to go to the church building or to a, an evangelist service, a tent service, a revival service, quote unquote, in order to experience the power of God is because it doesn't exist in the family and we don't know how to cultivate it. Hmm. And today is the day you learn a skill to cultivate these things in your home. So you don't have to run somewhere else to gain it, to get it. You can begin to grow it in your own home. Yeah, so good. And then also just uh, to add one more layer, I guess, to this whole thing, because obviously, you know, if you you know, we talked about, okay, well, if, uh, you know, your child is in their thirties and, you know, you don't have any control over their will anymore. Um, but you can cut off generational curses within your own life. Now it's important. I mean, would you agree that it's important to not do this from a place of like a guilty conscience of like, Oh no, my, my children are doing this now. So that must be my fault. It must be my fault. It should come from a place of just genuine conviction from the Holy Spirit, correct? Mm -hmm. Not just yeah. trying to like search out and try and find anything that you can cut off. Uh, and like, that's going to fix it. Like that's the, um, there is, there are some things that happen even to children, even mm -hmm. to children mm -hmm. when they're young, when they're below mm -hmm. 18 years old and they're still in your mm -hmm. home, there are things that happen outside of your control, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So there can be things, external forces, and that can come in the form of molestation, that can come in yeah. the form of all kinds of different things. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the thing we need to understand is um all of the all of who we are is meant to be rooted in intimacy with Father God, uh with the Trinity. Yeah. Our identity, who we are as as daughters and sons first, and then as parents and grandparents and ministers and teachers and all the things that we are, um, is meant to be first rooted in sonship in Galatians chapter three. We are the sons of God. We have put on Christ. Everything that we are is merely a reflection of who he is. And um, you know, that means that we don't have to earn anything. In fact, Jesus earned everything for us. And the more time we spend soaking in God's presence, the more time we spend listening to the voice of Papa God, the more we will understand who we are. And from that place, freedom and power will flow. It's, it's not about getting our poop in a pile or figuring it out or getting deliverance so that God will love us. We are yeah. already loved. Yeah, we were on. loved from the foundations of the earth. We were set apart from the foundations of the earth for his purposes. He sovereignly handpicked us. He loves us. He treasures us. We are his children. And for that reason, 
we we choose to be one with him. We choose to obey him. Obedience flows from belonging, not the other way around. Okay. And if we're striving for belonging, we're really in agreement with the wrong spirit. We're in agreement with the orphan spirit that says you have to earn God's approval. Now, the scripture teaches we are approved because we accept the blood of Jesus has been applied to the mercy seat on our behalf. That is the only thing that is required. If we believe in our hearts that God has raised him from that, if if we believe that Jesus, what, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from you the dead, it. you shall be saved. <laughs> okay. So the two, the two requirements are confession and belief. That's it. Yeah. So um, friends, this is not to earn God's love. It's so that you can begin to see the freedom that God wants for you multiplied to the people around you, to the lives around you. He wants you to become his agents of freedom in the earth where you are spreading it wherever you go. Not because you have to, but because you have it. Mm. Because it is producing a crop a harvest of freedom in your heart and you can't help but share it. Yeah. Awesome. Any of us, any of us who've experienced God's goodness, his love, his tender care, his, his, his presence in our lives, miracles, signs, wonders, all those things. Any of us who have walked in those things will tell you we are driven to give it to other people. Mm. We desire to pour out this freedom on others. And I want to empower you to start at home. Mm, So good. Mm. Okay, Harmony, there is a bunch of other stuff in here in your notes, and it's really good. Um, So I want to give you, I mean, if you you have time, I want to give you like 20 or 30 minutes to go through it because I think it's also really important. Um, Why we, we... took a rabbit trail for 50 minutes and went down that route. Good. I really felt like that was of the Lord. I felt like that was very necessary for some people to even receive this second part of this. Yes. Um, yeah. I agree. I completely agree. In fact, yeah. we've had a confrontation online. The spirit of religion has come against us in the last 50 minutes. And I just, I just happened to some, once in a while I pop over on the comments uh, to see what, people are speaking and what people are receiving. And it just blesses me because I'm a Barnabas. I appreciate uh, when people are receiving healing or restoration or confirming the word of the Lord. And we had someone decide to come on to Elijah fire today. Who's, who's bound with the spirit of religion. And I just want to speak blessing over you right now, sir. I want you to look at me like, it's okay. If you, if you cannot receive truth from a woman, we bless you in the name of Jesus. Right now, we bless your heart with healing and restoration. We bless you. We declare over your family, over your children, over your marriage, over your home, over your business, over your finances. Bless, bless, bless. We declare that you're blessed going in and coming out, that you're the head and not the tail, that you're above only and not beneath, that you are the Lord's son and that you are precious in the sight of God. And mm. we choose to bless you in Jesus' name. Yeah. And, and we want anyone, anyone who comes on here and does not agree or cannot receive truth from a female 
speaker or or is offended by whatever, maybe my makeup or my dyed hair or whatever it is. I want you to know how deeply you are loved and how mm -hmm. we embrace and love you and bless you in the name of Jesus. So I just wanted to start with that. Um, I felt like something needed to be broken just now. And so we we declare that yeah. we are in agreement with the spirit of the living God and the word of God. And we do not come under any sort of curse or lie that has been spoken in Jesus name. Yeah, come on. And also, too, yeah, I think to um, I just always go back to like the Iranian church and a lot of these other places like that where the most, uh, you know, I mentioned Robbie Dawkins at the top of the show. He said, he's like, I would take, these women are fearless yeah. in the Lord. He's like, I would take, I would take women, the women any day, like, especially in these countries where they're just, just, they know their identity in the Lord. They know what the freedom that it's brought them uh, under a system of Come oppression. On. And, um, and I always just go back to that where I'm like, God's not going to be like, okay, now that we have enough guys, women, okay, go back to stopping doing what you're doing. Now it's right. time for the guys. Um, right. He's looking for yeses, um, especially yeah, in is. this hour. So not just in Iran, around the world. He's looking for yes. yeses. Hallelujah. And yeah. you know what? Well, we're going to speak right to men right now and how important you are mm -hmm. to Papa God. Um, the Lord is really speaking to me about the importance of fathers. And mm -hmm. it's interesting because we all believe that. We believe in the power of the father's voice. Yep. First of all, we know that Papa God in heaven is a daddy. And he created fathers on the earth to reflect his nature and character as yeah. dad. Right. And so we know how valuable fathers are. And, and yet the strategy of the enemy in this season has been to keep men wounded. There's been a great movement in the church in the area of inner healing. And guess who has dominated that area of ministry? It's been women. And you know what? The truth is we have been greatly and deeply wounded. The women of the church, uh, you know, a hold, we talked about this before we came on here, an entire generation of women, the baby boomer generation was systematically silenced yeah. by the spirit of religion and the spirit of Jezebel in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And there has been an uprising in the spirit of women rising up and using their voices, and they've been going after their own healing. And even in the midst of that, and the Lord rejoices in the healing of his daughters, I feel the grief of the Holy Spirit because many men, many fathers and grandfathers, actually I see some of you have come back from war, mm. fighting in, uh, I see specifically um, Vietnam and that generation that fought in Vietnam, the baby boomer generation, and a desert storm and Afghanistan. You have come back to the United States and to your families. Your bodies may or may not have been riddled, but your souls definitely were. And it is the season where men experience inner healing and deliverance. Yeah. I believe that inner healing is not just for women. Listening prayer and sozo is not just for women. This is God longs to heal his sons. And over and over again in the scripture, we see examples of men who did not allow themselves to be healed from childhood trauma. And because of that, even when they were righteous themselves, they were not able to carry on a righteous line. 
They were not able to birth the next generation of righteousness. And a great example of this is Hezekiah, a mighty man of God, the king of Judah, the southern kingdom of Judah. He is in my book, Kitchen Table Kingdom. He had a wicked father who put his brothers and sisters through the fire to Molech. Hezekiah was the oldest, so he probably went to the sacrifices. He probably saw his brothers and sisters burned in the in the uh, in the profane fire of a false god, and because he never experienced healing from his woundedness, although he was a righteous king. Although he was a king that tore down the high places, that reinstated the Passover, that cleaned out the holy place and the courts of the Lord. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. He was not able to birth the generation of righteousness. In fact, God had to extend his life even to get one son from him to take the throne. Isaiah, his spiritual father, the prophet Isaiah, went to Hezekiah and he said, Hezekiah, the Lord says, get your house in order because you are going to die. And Isaiah walked out and Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall. And you can find this in 2 Kings chapter 20. And he began to cry out to the Lord and ask the Lord to extend his life. And before Isaiah even got in the, out of the building, before Isaiah even got out of the, the king's palace, the Lord turned, turned, turned to Isaiah and said, go back and tell Hezekiah, I'm going to extend his life. Well, we know that three years into that life extension, his firstborn son was born. Hmm. And it just so happens that his firstborn son was the most wicked king to ever live, and his name was Manasseh. So even in the extension, Hezekiah did not raise a son who knew the Lord. He did not impart to the next generation a passion for the Lord. And I believe the root of this is in the need for inner healing from childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. Although that is not directly um, addressed in Second Kings, as a mother who has raised 19 children out of trauma, I'm going to tell you, if you do not face your childhood trauma, you are going to continue it in your marriage and in your children. Yep, absolutely. And I'm calling to fathers right now, dads, grandpas, maybe you're a grandpa listening to this right now and you're like, you know what? Inner healing wasn't a thing. When I was, when I was young, when I was in, you know, a kid going through the things I was going through, you just didn't talk about it. You swept it under the rug. Nobody was talking about sexual abuse or molestation or rape. Nobody was given, you know, was, there was no such thing as like turning your family in for abusing you. That didn't happen. We protected abusers. The church protected a generation of abusers. Hello. I'm mm -hmm. saying some hard things right now. Yeah. Some of us are angry with the church because the men and women who abused us were protected by the organization called the church. And the Lord is saying right now, if you want to see the generational curse of abuse broken off your family, fathers, it is time 
for your inner healing. Wow. It's time for you to prioritize your own healing. Amen. Come on. And look, Ooh. as a man, I God has done a lot within me to to be very open about things I'm going through, to be transparent. And that can be very challenging for men. I get it. I get it. I really do. But there is something that happens. There's this, there's this lie that Satan says to, to men where it's like, ah, you probably shouldn't say that. You probably shouldn't say that because people are going to think you're weak, you know, but recognizing you, your identity in Christ actually frees you up to be able to share that stuff, to, to, to allow people to come alongside you. Um, because it actually only makes you stronger as you get more refined in the process of sanctification. Like as you're pursuing the Lord, um, and, and having a healthy identity of, of who you are, that gives you a lot of freedom. Yeah. Um, you know, cause head. I mean, honestly, when you're like, when I'm on like a platform like this and I share transparent stuff, there are, I will could be completely honest. There are times when Satan immediately comes and goes, you probably shouldn't have shared that. People are going to think this. And I'm like, quiet you in the name of Jesus, <laughs> you know, and that's what yes. you have to do. But I think that like, there's nothing like I'm, I'm a very masculine male. Like I, I'm not, you know, like, you know, I, yeah. I, I like guy things, you know, yeah, but, sure. but being transparent and um, allowing people giving, having the courage to allow others into your, your process, allow, yeah. allow people into your world. I, it does take courage. And I recognize that, but yes, we actually are stronger as a result of that. Where Like the, the whole lone wolf thing that a lot of men have a tendency to do, it, yeah. it's not going to cut it. It doesn't yeah. bring that freedom. It, it doesn't friends. And, and let's be frank. Don't do it for yourself. If you, I know, I know the men on here, they're like, uh, uh, it's okay. I'm good. I'll die with this. I'll, uh, I'll go to my grave before I tell anybody what it was done to me. I, I hear your thoughts. Friends, don't do it for yourself. Do it for your children. Yeah. Wow. Do it for your wives. Because you know what, guys? Your women are suffering because they want to be connected to you. And they know you're in pain. And they know you're keeping it from them. Yeah. And they want to walk with you and they want to help you be healed and restored. And they don't want to see your sons walk in the same pain and silence that you have walked in your entire lives. I see some grandpas right now owning their stuff. I see some grandpas saying, you know what? I was abused as a kid and then I went right into Vietnam or I went right into Desert Storm or whatever it was. And I was hurt there too. And, and there was a lot of abuse between men in the armed services that's never talked about. And I was hurt there as well. And I came home to a people who didn't appreciate my sacrifice. And I was hurt then as well. I've got PTSD and I've, I'm angry and I'm angry at the church because there's no services for veterans and there's no there's no love for broken men and there's no room for restoration and if you're a, if you are a man who has broken the 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 law or 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 
acted out your rage in any way, you are not redeemable according to the spirit of religion. If you're a man who's hurt another person because you were hurt, you are not redeemable according to the spirit of religion. This is not what God says. This has been what has been put on a generation of men who were abused and then became abusers because they didn't know anything different. And the Lord is saying right now, no, my gospel is strong enough to break abuse, the abuse that was done to you, the abuse you have done. And I will restore you. I will restore you. And I will teach you how to repent to the people you have hurt. I will teach you how to own your stuff. I will teach you how to get on your knees and pray for the ones who abused you and to pray for the ones that you have hurt yourself. We need a brave generation of fathers right now because our children are a mess. Our children are in pain, friends. And it's because they have not been properly loved by their fathers and grandfathers. So I'm calling out. And you know what? This is the second word that I have. It's to women. Hello. Right now, the Lord is imparting to women the spirit of Deborah. And do you know what the main purpose of the spirit of Deborah is? There's lots of prophetic women in the world. There's lots of Hannah's. There's lots of Esther's. But the Lord is highlighting Deborah because Deborah is carrying the anointing to awaken the spirit of the warrior inside of a generation of sleeping men. Deborah's job was to call up Barak, to get Barak off his duff and say to Barak, the time has come for you to gather the troops and to go to war on behalf of the next generation. That is the spirit of Deborah. And that is what is arising in women right now. Yeah. It's a woman who cries out to the spirit of the warrior inside of her husband. I see the Lord putting a guard on the mouths of wives right now. So that the only thing that comes out of your mouth is, I believe in you, man of God. I see you, man of God. I trust you, man of God. You're the anointed leader of our family. I'm praying for you, man of God. I'm walking with you. And when you decide to go the wrong direction, I'm going to drag you back to the presence of the living God because you are a man of God. And we need women in this hour who will stop bickering, backbiting, and cursing their men. And I know because I know the pain of being abused by husbands. Mm -hmm. I know the pain of being mistreated by men most of my life. And so I know it's hard to keep your mouth shut sometimes. But the thing is, God isn't actually asking you to keep your mouth shut. He's asking you to open it with authority to awaken inside of the man of God, the spirit of the warrior, the one who will die for your family, the one who will stand guard day and night over the gates of the city. That is what Deborah does. Mm. That is an anointing on my life and I am releasing it. To the women of God right now, you are called to prophesy a warrior into existence. 
I, I see you right now, daughter. I see you in pain. I see what you've experienced. I see the rejection. I see the abandonment. And I see that it's impacted your ability to prophesy. But I hear the Lord saying, every woman in the home is the prophet of her home. Called to bring the atmosphere of her home into agreement with the word of the living God. And if you're like me and you've let some things slip that didn't agree with Papa, there is no condemnation. Hmm. It, it, Papa understands the pain. Papa understands the reasons why you've said the things you've said. And he's actually saying, daughter, I'm going to heal that right now. I'm going to give you new vision hmm. for that messed up marriage. I'm going to give you a fresh word for your husband. And I'm going to release you like, like a bolt of lightning, like power into the environment of your home. And things are going to shift. And I hear the Lord saying, some of you have been warring a long time. Hmm. And there is a shift happening in our mouths that is going to unleash a floodgate of blessing. But it has to start right here. And, and as I already, I already addressed the men, right? Men, you need to go after your inner healing. Because you're right now, fathers, husbands, there's a lot of damage being done by your undealt with wounds. Mm -hmm. And if you will be brave and listen to the voice of this Deborah, you, it's your turn to get up and go into the church, go into wherever they're doing inner healing, go in there, sit down on that couch and share your hurt, share your pain, because it's impacting your ability to love your wives and children. Yeah. And wives, it's time for you to use your mouth to build a kingdom. Mm. Come on. And. You know, if we will do this, if husbands and wives, if husbands, you will prioritize your inner healing. And if wives, you will begin to prophesy something fresh and new over your homes. Your children will begin to reflect something completely different than where they are at right now. Come on. That's right. Yeah. I love this message, Harmony, uh, because... If you guys notice, I, I think a lot of men have, I, there's an aversion to a message like this because they immediately get into their flesh and they go, they, they, they immediately use the grid of analysis, which is modern society. Right. And we see a lot of counterfeits out there right now. That's how yeah. Satan operates. So the big yeah. one right now is in society is women putting down men to lift themselves up. Yep. Uh, and Satan always operates in counterfeits. He does. Because if you listen closely, if some of you are are, are ticked right now uh, because of what Harmony said, I would encourage you to listen to what I'm saying. Go back and listen to what she said and ask yeah. the Lord to show you the true intent behind the message. Because what Harmony is not saying is we got to put men down. They've had their time. It's about exactly. women. It's about, but like, I'm... No. I just, I am so on board with what God is doing within women right now. Yes. It does not diminish my role as a man in the no. slightest. And, uh, but it, I 100% agree with what Harmony is saying, but this counterfeit in our society has 
put men down and yeah. it's left us angry. It's left us bitter. It's yes. left, it left us feeling lost. Mm-hmm. And, um, and as a result, that's how isolation could come in where it's like, well, this, this fleshly desire can rise up and be like, well, oh yeah, we gotta, we gotta show them. We gotta show the women that we're, you know, they can't talk to us like that. And, and yeah, rather than reconciling with any pain that's actually inside there, we push it down and we focus on a very physical thing when God is really, he's, we want to get flesh and blood, you guys. And that is so man, like yeah. all encompassing in our society of like, Hey guys, let's not look at what's physically happening. There's something yeah. in the spirit that's happening. Yes. So this is a really important message. This is a really important call to both men and women, because if you listen to what Harmony was saying, she was actually calling men into their God ordained position. Yes. That's what she was doing. So that yeah. warrior in us guys, come on. That's it. That's it. The thing is, is uh, the warrior, the true warrior always responds to the cry of women and children. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so men are like, you know, you give them a, 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 you know, a woman to save, a damsel in distress, you know, <laughs> a hurting yeah. child. And all of a sudden men are like, yes, I'm yes. ready. Yeah. I'll take on that. You know, I'll do that thing. I'll protect that weaker person. You know, yeah. like this is men need a cause. And women, the, the problem is, is we've um, we've portrayed that we don't need them. Hmm. We've um, bought into the lie that uh, that the spirit of Jezebel and the spirit of religion are selling to us that men are superfluous, hmm. unnecessary, toxic, um, a waste of space. <laughs> We've bought into this lie. And actually, it's the exact opposite. That's yeah. true. And if you go back to the very beginning of time when God created the woman, he named her Azair. And Azair in the uh, Hebrew is a very powerful word. And it's interesting because of um, sort of a patriarchal way that the word has been translated. Here in Genesis, it's translated as helper, but everywhere else it's translated as deliverer. Mm, Interesting. And so the word Azair is used twice for woman and everywhere else it's used to describe God. Hmm. Azair, the word quote unquote helper, I will make him a help meet suitable to him, is really one who goes to war for her family. Hmm. It's one who stands guard over her family. And if you think about the Garden of Eden, right? What was the man? He was the gardener and the steward of the garden. Well, what was the woman supposed to do? Stand guard. She was there as the deliverer of her family, which some teachers believe is why Satan approached her and not him. Now that's that's a teaching all on its own. Yeah, that's like a whole can of words. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good yeah, one. But no, sure. but my point to you here is the role of the woman is to bring deliverance to her home, to be the protector and the believer, the one who prophesies, the one who covers her home in truth, right? The one who uses her voice to activate identity in her husband and her children. It's not to, um, literally like it was in the garden, open the door to the enemy through her mouth. Hmm. This right here, friends, 
is meant to be a weapon used against Satan. Come on. Not to benefit his kingdom. And this, this word is not in any way to, to condemn women. Because I myself am a survivor, and, and, and more than a survivor, I thrive on the other side of domestic violence and abuse, okay? But the truth is, the truth is, I am carrying the authority to recreate the atmosphere of my home and to call up my husband to say, you are worthy. Come on. You are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You are the king in this home and I am the queen and we are both submitted to God to, together. So I want to encourage husbands and wives today, men and women. I want to encourage you, young man, old man, in between. If you are hurting, if you are carrying the wounds of abuse from your childhood, I need you to understand that that trauma is impacting your today. You can say all day long, oh, it's the past. It's fine. It's under the blood, whatever you want to say about it. Okay. But the truth is until you allow Jesus to come in and to heal those broken places until you are open and honest and talk about what happened to you, the pain of those wounds continues to eat away and to impact your, your relationships today. And I, I actually want to pray for men. Yeah. I, I am, I came on here today as the Deborah. I came on here today to awaken some mighty warrior men and to give you permission to heal. Mm. You deserve healing. Yeah. You are important fathers and my bro my brothers. My brothers, I am your sister in in Christ. And I'm here to tell you to speak a blessing over you. You deserve healing. Yeah, you deserve restoration. Mm -hmm. You deserve to shine. You deserve to go out and knock down the enemy. You deserve to be like David and Jonathan on the, on the battlefield, victorious over the enemies that come against your family. And you deserve to be celebrated in the streets. Like, you know, they said about David and Saul, Saul has killed his thousands and David has killed his ten thousands. I want you to picture a great host of women of mothers and aunts and wives and, and children rushing out into the street with their tambourines and their flutes. And what are they doing? They're here to celebrate you. They're here. We are here, brothers, fathers, husbands, to celebrate you, mm. to honor you, and to remind you that only you can call up the troops. Only you are the one who's called to lead this host, this mighty host of God's people into battle, into victory. You're the one God has anointed to lead your family. You're the one that your children are looking to for vision and purpose. They're looking into your face, dad. They're looking into your face, brothers, and they're saying, who is God and who am I?
And I want to say to you, I may, maybe this is the first time you've ever heard a woman say these things to you. Look me in the eyes and hear my voice. We are proud of you. We need you. We want you. We think you are amazing. You are a gift to the family, fathers and brothers. You are joy to your family. We love it when you come home. We love it. We love how you wrestle and how you mow the lawn and how you take care of, of the bills. And we love those men. We, lo we love it when we see you in the church building with our, your hands up with your hands and you're worshiping Jesus. We love it when you lead us in prayer. We love it when you open the scripture and we want you to be healed. We acknowledge that you have suffered in culture, often silently. You have been the silent majority. You've been the majority that has been belittled and maligned by the media. You are the ones that the enemy has come for. And the reason he came for you is because God chose you and we choose you right now. And this doesn't in any way, as I think of myself here, I believe I'm very important. I believe God anointed me to use my voice to wake you up. So I don't think I'm unimportant. And if you are a woman listening to my voice right now, understand you are so valuable and you get to do what I'm doing today in the life of your husband, in the life of your dad, in the life of your sons and daughters, you get to use your voice to wake up the warrior spirit inside of our men and of the next generation. You matter. And I bless you right now and release the Deborah anointing over every single person who is listening to the sound of my voice. If you want to receive what I am, what I am releasing, the boldness, the courage, the confidence. I know it doesn't make me less to build up my brothers in the Lord. I want to release this to you today. And so if, if you want to receive it, I just encourage you to, to put a little, little hand emoji because you're about to receive the Deborah anointing that is yeah, on my life. You are about to have your mouth loose to righteousness like yeah. you've never seen before. You are about to have gossip broken off of you. Curses that were spoken over you are going to be broken off of you so that you can use your mouth to bless. So if that's you, just raise your hands right now in your house mm -hmm. and receive this mother's blessing. I am a mother in Israel. I am Deborah on the scene, and I am here to release a blessing over you, son and daughter of the Most High God. Life will return to your homes. Life will return to your marriages. Life will return to your intimate relationship with your husband or wife. Life will return to your time in the word. Life will return to your time at the kitchen table with your family. I declare over you godly priorities. You will prioritize your marriage. You will prioritize your children like never before. You will begin to have vision. You will begin to see what God is doing and intends to do in and through your family line. I hear the Lord saying, I am healing your generational lines today. Oh, 
all that has been stolen from you must be returned in the name of Jesus. I declare over you the blessings of the obedient. You are blessed coming in and going out. You are the head and not the tail. You are above only and not beneath. You are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And God is in love with you, daughter. God is in love with you, son. So receive this mother's blessing right now. You will rise in strength and dignity. You will have victory over what has oppressed you and your children. And I hear the Lord saying, I'm restoring relationships to the older generation right now. There's some of you that are estranged from your grandparents, have been estranged from your children's grandparents, which would be your parents. And I hear the Lord saying, I am restoring family and generational blessing in Jesus' name. I am turning the hearts of the fathers to the sons and the hearts of the sons to the fathers in order to break the curse that has been on the family in the United States of America in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I want to hear testimonies, guys. I want to hear testimonies. You can write us uh, on on our Facebook. We've got a messages thing. You can send us a DM on Instagram. You can you can message Harmony personally. But um, I just really believe this is where we're we're headed. Is it total reconciliation? Yes. Uh, t- men and women coming into their true identities. Because what Harmony is talking about, guys, we can see the exact opposite. You know, where men are supposed we there's this desire within us just to, to, we got to, I always say men always need a quest. And when they don't have a quest, they do dumb things like jump off of roofs when they're teenage boys. Um, You know, it's true. It's just true. Um, Cause it's exciting and that's the quest, (laughs) you know? Uh, So men need a quest. And um, the opposite of that is if they don't have a quest, it's like rather than taking charge, they're complacent. Right. Uh, because a need isn't being met. And a lot of times that's a lack of identity of knowing who they are in Christ. Um, But then also men, women, you were talking about with their, their, their mouths are meant to, you want to talk about, uh, you want to talk about uh, possessing a powerful ability like that of, uh, I mean, we're made in the image of God. What did God do? He spoke, right? Our words have power, but women specifically, man, I mean, (laughs) and and so the, there's the the opposite of building up is putting down, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that have you know had that happen to them, yes, with women, but men have done that as well. So yeah. we everything that Harmony's talking about, but the true purpose. All you got to do is look at our society and look at even maybe in people in your your own life, and you yeah. can see the opposite of what Satan is doing, where he's taking yes. the move, having people move in the opposite of what God is intending for them. Yes. So I'm stoked about this. Like, I love this message. I'm so excited about what God is doing within the family structure Amen. about men and women, even praise God before they even enter into marriages are getting into that place, yes. you know, of, of recognizing their identity now um, and they can begin that. But you want to know what I've just been hearing, like, mm. watch, I, I've been feeling like there's some people that are like, oh man, like, but like. I hear what you guys are saying, but like so much damage has been done. And I just, all these years, watch God restore what the locust has eaten. Watch God restore in a short amount of time, 
what took years to undo in your life, you watch, watch mm -hmm. God, just say yes to God. Now respond yes. to the spirit. Now heal, mm -hmm. confess, mm -hmm. walk towards him and watch what God does. You guys yes. watch what God does. Yes. It's going to be amazing. Hallelujah. So amazing. Hallelujah. Well, um, I would love to invite anyone who's on here to join me in April. Uh, we are going to have another Kitchen Table Kingdom online course. <laughs> and we already have people signing up. And so you don't want to miss out on this. I cap it at 50 people. And I'm believing God that it will be completely full this time. But this is really, it's more than a class or a course. This is mentorship. This is where I come into your world and walk with you, answer your hard family questions. I mean, we're talking about a lot of stuff in Kitchen Table Kingdom. It's more than just parenting. But if you want to be reconnected to the heart of the father, if you want to understand who God is as a father, maybe you were wounded by your fathers. Maybe you were rejected by your parents. God wants to restore you and reconnect you to his heart and kitchen table kingdom is for you. So I want to encourage you to go onto my website, heartheirvoices.net, sign up for the April class. It's just six weeks long it's not a huge commitment and it will change your life and is that in person it's online fully oh, online, online. So nice. no matter where you are all over the face of the nation you can or even internationally you yeah. can join us i actually the last class we had the most amazing lady from dubai Woo. who joined us every yeah. week fernanda she was incredible so I um I pray for more international friends to join us that kitchen table kingdom and the freedom and the wholeness of the family would spread like wildfire all over the globe. Come on. So when they go through that that class, do they do you guys go over your your actual like guide for parent to the kitchen table guide, the the work it's a workbook, isn't it? Or something kind of like that, curriculum yes. kind of thing? Yes. Yeah, so we I have you guys purchase the book Kitchen Table Kingdom, and then I supply you with study guides um, that help you walk through all the material and gives you activities to do in your home every single day, stuff you can do with your kids right away to help bring a shift in the environment of your home. And, you know, if you're dealing with just normal parenting stuff, maybe you've got a toddler who won't eat vegetables. I'm helping you with those types of practical <laughs> issues. Maybe you've got a kid who won't sleep in his own bed. I know a lot of families who struggle with that one. And I can give you strategies that will help you create um, strong and loving boundaries in your home so that everybody gets good sleep. So Praise it's both, yes, it's important. <laughs> so it's both spiritual I mean, it'll bring massive breakthrough in the area of any kind of demonic oppression, any kind of um, generational stuff that's coming up in your in your family. But it is also super practical stuff that will help you with routines and how to train your kids in sexual discipleship. How what you know, what are you what should you be teaching your toddlers that will prepare them for the days of ahead? I just cover it all. So come on. So that's at heartheirvoices.net. They can sign up for that, right? Yes. Okay. It's open right now. Okay, guys. Go for it. Sign up. All that good stuff. 
Um, and then obviously Harmony, you're on Instagram, you're on you're on Facebook too, right? Yes. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. people can people can follow you there. Yes. All that good I'm, stuff. I'm the only Harmony Klingenmeyer in the world. So. <laughs> what an honor. You know, like you're the only one. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I like Tigger. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Um, okay, Harmony, thank you so much. This was so good. So Such good. Guys, if any of you know someone who could really use some healing, like this is this is the episode, you know. Um, I just think that God is really in the spirit right now of like he's really making a pointed effort, like healing, deliverance, yeah. healing from wounds, yeah. and all that's gonna do, you guys, because all of us are like, Yeah, revival, yeah, like whatever God's doing, we want to be a part of it. This is part of it is, is it starts in the body of Christ starts in the house of God is, is let it get weird. Let it get a, let like deal with the discomfort of like, Oh man, I got I, like, I, God's doing some stuff in me right now. And my wife right now, like both of us is very raw. Like, and it's, this is just a part of it. You guys, it's like, whatever God is highlighting, don't resist it. Just yeah. let it out. If some of you guys need to confess that you've been looking at stuff you shouldn't have yeah, your wife, yeah. do it. Don't do be it. like, no, 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 no. And then women, uh-huh. if there's things that there's things that you need to confess to your husband, you know, mm-hmm. like do it, like but whatever it is that God is exposing right now, like let it just be exposed and be laid bare. Amen. Um, and it's okay to feel raw. Um, you know, men, it's okay to feel raw. It's okay yeah. to feel exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, allow your your spouse or your friends people in the body of christ to come alongside you in that process do not let it get buried guys don't do it it's not worth it so god bless you harmony i think you're great i always love having you on the show such an honor to be with you yeah absolutely so everybody that's our show have a blessed monday join us tomorrow we've got joel mott evangelist worship leader And he's been uh, on the front lines of that uh, revival that's happening in Pasadena right now with um, all those people. So he's going to be giving his report on that as well. We always just like to really highlight what God is doing right now, um, just all over the place. So very exciting. Tune in. Also, ElijahFire.com slash donate is how you donate. All proceeds go to keeping this free so that we can continue to bring on amazing guests like Harmony. Um, and uh, also we take a portion of every single donation and we funnel it into our water well efforts. We're digging a new fresh water well every three days, mm-hmm. transforming communities, and that is because of your guys' donations and your generosity. So God bless you guys, and we will see you tomorrow with Joel Mott at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, bye! This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 